Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, October 19th. Here are election 2020 updates from today's show. Democrats went to the polls four years ago, certain that they would elect the first woman ever to become president. They were punched in the face with a Trump upset. This time, they feel the punch coming from a thousand miles away. The worry is visceral and widespread, unassuaged by Joe Biden's lead in the polls. Privately, Trump's advisors are less bullish than their bosses, admitting that he's behind in several key states. But they believe he can close the gap over the next 15 days, and they have no interest in broadcasting anything short of certainty. Biden campaign manager Jen O'Malley Dillon has been telling donors, activists, and voters and reporters to assume that the current polling leads will not last. She says that Biden does not have a double-digit lead and not to believe that the polls are correct, especially at the national level. The Democratic Super PAC Priorities USA for a year has included a slide in its presentations predicting the election's outcome in a shock scenario in which Biden gets three percentage points less in white working class support than polling suggests, and the turnout among people of color is four percentage points lower than predicted. Right now, according to my colleague Mike Shearer, this scenario— gives Biden 257 electoral votes and Trump 239 electoral votes, leaving three states, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, too close to call. A jump ball to 270. That doesn't mean that Biden's advantage is a mirage, just that the reality is more complicated and less conclusive than many would like to believe at this point. Polling shows Biden's position stronger on several fronts than Clinton's advantages at this point in 2016, including in the national polls, which don't always correlate to electoral college outcomes. John Anzalone, Biden's top pollster, notes that views of Trump are intensely negative, but they are not intensely negative toward Biden. In 2016, Trump and Clinton's negatives were essentially identical right before the election. Anzalone points to Biden's lead among independents, seniors, white college graduates, and suburban voters, especially women, all of which Clinton lacked. There is also a much smaller third party vote evident this cycle, removing a crutch that helped Trump win states like Wisconsin with just 47 percent of the vote. But even Anzalone does not describe himself as above the post-2016 stress that afflicts many in his party. He joked that the only answer to that is to have a healthy supply of alcohol available on election night. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts.